everyone, and welcome to Learning It Lately, a podcast all about learning and leadership, ideas and creativity, successes and failures. I'm Don Eckert, the media specialist at Lately Elementary School in the Collier County Public School District. And today we have Tanya Smith and Nicholas Suarez, the counselors here at Lely Elementary School. And they've taken the lead with implementing our Leader in Me program at the school. And we just wanted to touch base about the program and how the implementation's going. And we'd also like to learn about some other responsibilities uh, that elementary school counselors have these days, which probably are many. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. They're making faces right now. <laughs> so the beginning of the Leader in Me program, where did the idea come from for that? Because this, I don't think this is a district initiative because not all the schools are doing it. Or is it a district initiative? Or did we discover the program? Because this is my first year, I don't know. Yeah. So well, how did that come about? Yeah. Well, so um, the DM is used by um, some schools around the district, and the district uh, encourages it, but it's not mandatory. We came um, about the program um, because we found that in the last more and more years, we see that students are need to learn the social-emotional part and that right. the skill set that they need to have um, needs to extend over the academic part. So we were looking at uh, different... Uh, objectives, we're looking at different, um, you know, uh, ways we can, avenues that we can explore and our principal uh, recommended that we are um, doing Leader in Me and I'm personally a big um, believer in Leader in Me because it helps us to teach uh, not only the kids but if we follow the seven habits, um, I think it's a great um, program overall. It's not just something that was developed for children. Right. It was developed for adults and children alike, and it's something that we can follow as well as the kids. And we, um, I'm a very big supporter of it because I've seen it work at other schools, and also um, I feel we can no longer not start early enough to teach children right. how to socially emotionally navigate through life with all the challenges that they encounter in our society. So, like happy, well-adjusted kids equal school success. Absolutely. Well, I think you have to start with the drive of each student you know mm -hmm. students learn to be or I would say I'd say taking initiative on things that are important yeah a lot of the times what you see in schools is teachers mm -hmm. or even parents having to constantly remind their kids hey remember you gotta take out your book bag and then you right. gotta take out your pencil right. and remember you gotta study for this test and you know that's what's gonna get that's having these students actually learn to do things on their own mm -hmm. without having to be told right. something. I think that's what the leader in me really preaches. And um, so they know, can be passionate about things, but um, it would help them with their passion if they also picked up the habits to make those passions successful. Right. Like habit one is being proactive. Right. So what does proactive mean to you? Proactive means taking initiative on things that you feel are important or that need to be done. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, my kids at home, and I actually go into the classroom, so I'm doing guidance lessons, and I'm right. telling all the kids this, but I like to use my own kids as an example. Um, you know, a lot of the times when I get home, I don't know about you, but I hate messes. <laughs> when I see a mess at home, if I'm actually going into my room or my kid's room and and I see a mess yep. on the floor, yep. um, you know, I, I'm expecting at this point, now that I've talked to my kids about how to be proactive, how old that uh, my son Nathan is 10, okay. my son Gabriel is 7, okay. and then my little girl, she's 4. Okay. But um, it's, it's just learning little habits of 
hey, if I if you see something that needs to be done and you know daddy gets frustrated yeah. when we see a mess on the floor, step up. let's just step up and pick right. it up so that way he's more willing to give me praise than have to nag me about right. things. Yeah. So I think that's how it applies at home and you can use those same things here at school, yeah. such as you know preparing them for tests or helping them right. study or just well, little habits here and there. Also for them, uh, it, it, the habits are meant also to navigate oneself. Um, often as Nicholas said, um, you know, be proactive. People think it is an action step. What I've learned through the habits and through Dr. Stephen Covey um, is that it's sometimes an inaction step. It's mm -hmm. how do how we navigate through life. We can bring our own weather. This means if we are often depend on what's coming from the outside yes. as right. individuals, right. we're very affected by everybody's right. mood around. Or you know, if it's a rainy day, our mood may not be as as lit up as it is when we have a sunny day. Right. So this and being proactive means carry your own weather. And this is like how do we navigate throughout situations? And um, it's a it's a fantastic program not only for kids but again for adults. I would highly recommend to buy the book um, The Seven Habits of Highly yeah. Effective People, which is always in uh, in works since the 80s. Yeah. Uh, they have it now for the adults, the teens, and the, the younger kids. Yeah. But it does help. What do I do when things get steamy? What do I do when I get um, when I get uh, you know angry at a situation or when st stuff gets hard? Do I give up or mm -hmm. how do I emotionally navigate myself through this situation? And that is the first step. So this is the first habit, which is the most important one, as Stephen Covey said. But everything else builds up on it. Within that, it's. Uh, the program teaches the first couple habits about oneself and then it goes beyond that like how do we exist as a society how do we exist in a group how do we um, synergize and work together as a group and make the best and uh, you know the most of every minute that we have yeah. so I think it affects like the, the community as much as it affects the, 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 the child itself yeah well, I love the weather thing uh, more, most of all, because I noticed, you know, I'm like stupid positive and yep. like just bebopping around, humming yep. my tunes and stuff. And, yeah. you know, but I also find that, you know, if I'm positive, then it attracts positive, Absolutely. you know, and if, if, uh, if I see negative people, then everyone goes negative, you know, yeah. and, it's, and so the we're affected by other people's weather. Exactly. The school year is like a snowball. It's, it's going to snowball one way or another. It's going to mm -hmm. snowball positive or it's going to snowball negative. Yeah. And I think that early work that we do, is crucial to yeah. make the year a success. Well, you know, it's I find it with me too um, when I'm practicing these habits, and yeah. especially with bringing your own weather. It's um, uh, Dr. Kavi gives examples of, of people that have been survivors of the Holocaust, how they right. survive um, to not get affected by the negativity that might go around. And I think for those uh, humans who are able to master this, um, there is a is a more happy effect. There mm -hmm. is a more um, there's we, we are interdependent, but we are not codependent on somebody else's mood. So if everybody is negative or if we have a family member that's negative, right. we don't have to soak this in. And I think for us as counselors, we are we are the pro for getting negativity because people come and they they, oh, they, yeah, they, they talk sure. to us about for stuff, sure. you know, so, you know, adults as well as kids. So, you know, there is there's a transference that we might sometimes see if somebody is frustrated amongst us as adults, with my family, with everywhere we go, when we have somebody that may be in a negative mode and they just have to vent out or so, right. how does it not affect us? So now we went for to college for this as counselors, so we know how to process this 
and we know it's not my circus, it's not my right. monkeys. So, uh, you know, this is okay. It's the, it, it wasn't me because just somebody yells at me because they're frustrated. Right. It's Can't not take because, it personally. Exactly, because yeah. it's not what I did. But it, it's still, it's really hard to do because at times when, you know, somebody had, uh, carries their own weather and that is pretty stormy and it mm -hmm. rains on you, sure. you're like, okay, what did I do to deserve right. this? Sure, sure. So, like, yeah. you know, knowing and learning how to say, okay, you know, this is, this is not... Nothing yeah. I have done. Right. So even for adults, it's it's a, it's a tough thing, and so I think it's a good practice for the kids to to learn this. That hey, you know, if somebody isn't kind to me, yeah. that's not me. Well, I, I have, think yeah. Go ahead. I have to tell you more. I'd say about the proactivity piece. You know, one thing that we found on our school surveys over the last year was, um, you know, what were the kids really struggling with? You know, other than just social emotional. Mm -hmm what were they struggling with? And we found out that a lot of them didn't know how to ask for help. Mm -hmm. So wow. what being yes. proactive is, is it's teaching these kids, hey, it's okay mm -hmm. to ask for help. Um, it's not it was because up. of embarrassment. You know, uh, based on the kids that I talk to in each class, yeah. a lot of them will raise their hand and say, yeah, they're, they're more worried about what their peers might think of them. Okay. So um, they give up. But yeah, right. So they give up. So what they have to keep in mind is, okay, I have a choice to make. I either sit here and I don't ask questions, right. and then when the test comes, I may not understand it, right. or if I ask for help, which that's why my teacher is here, right. I'm going to understand the material better, and I'm going to do better on my test. And so are the other five kids that aren't raising right. their hand but have the same question. Exactly. Because yeah. it also sets an example yes. for other kids that when they see somebody raising yes. their hand and they're saying, oh, uh, I need help on this other kids will chime in and they will want to get the help that they need yeah. as well. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that we really want to work on as a school is is getting these kids to be uh, take more initiative yeah. when it comes to their own learning and then also setting having a positive attitude about it. For sure. um, what I'm teaching in my lessons right now is when we're talking about proactivity, it's proactivity is positive behavior whereas reactive is mm -hmm. kind of the negative way like right. if a teacher says all right class now take out your math books we're going to work on page 10 we're going to do problems one through five okay right one kid who may not understand the material might say ah this is dumb i don't want to do this defense mechanism right yeah. that's more reactive approach whereas a proactive approach is okay you know what i know that this is good practice for me i may not understand it but i know i have to ask for help but once i get this mm -hmm. down i'm going to do better on my yeah. test I always try to tell kids when I introduce something that I don't expect you to know this now, but in 25 minutes, mm -hmm. you're going to know this. And it's right. give it time. skills. Yeah. In, in every situation in life, we have to grow up learning, okay, this is the situation. What can I do to make the situation better? I can give up mm -hmm. and roll over and say, okay, I can't do this. Right. Or I find a way of um, how to solve the problem. And I think if we start teaching them that now, they can use that in other ways, not only really when it comes to that math yeah. test, but also in other situations. Okay, we have, uh, we may have a conflict. Mm -hmm. You know, my best friend and me, we're just not getting along right now. What do we do? Right. Are we just uh, argue, or are we saying, okay, how can we synergize and how can we work together and solve this issue? So, um, helping them to help themselves, not just giving them. Right. Okay, the answer or helping them, okay, what am I going to do? Who can I ask for help? Yeah. My teacher, my other peers, to find those solutions so I think they, they all over in their life can so use it's, this. It's, it's changing the approach. Changing the approach and yeah. teaching them to be independent. Right. Not giving it to them, but uh, the, the leader in me has a lot of um, um, initiatives where 
the kids are the ones That's, applying yeah. it. And when we went to um, the conference last year, um, the assistant principal, Ms. Wheeler and me, uh, we got to go to Lighthouse schools who are already implementing this and be the ones who teach others. Yes. So what, what I saw there was that the kids were running the school. It was it, often we I find teachers I and teachers that. get burned out because mm -hmm. they are doing the dance. They are right. entertaining the kids. The kids are sitting there and the teachers do all the work. Right. So the leader in me also teaches, put this back on the kids. They do their own initiative. Right. We it's have the kindness effort. club. Yeah, yeah. This year we have the kindness club where yeah. they they will do all the the, the you know the reward stuff for the teachers and initiatives. And it, we want them to do it instead right. of us doing it for them because. In life, that's how it ends up being, you sure. know. I've, I've preached for a long time that the role of the teacher in the classroom is changing. They're now mm -hmm. a facilitator of learning, but they're Absolutely. not the end-all and be-all of learning, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And every kid comes with talents and abilities, and, mm -hmm. and it's up to the teacher to, to learn what they are and maximize them in the classroom. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. How is buy-in uh, among the teachers and students? For us, fantastic. I have to honestly say from, like, implementing a program, usually often people are, oh, there's something extra we have to do. Right. But in our school, we saw this need. So I feel every teacher was welcoming this. They were like, oh, my goodness, yeah, this is great. Now, do we have, you know, this is, they consider this to be a slow cooker. So it's uh, it's something that you start integrating into mm -hmm. the culture over a period of, let's say, three to four years okay. before it really is is kicking off to the maximum. So we are in, in our beginning stages, but I was very impressed on how well it was preserved, how many teachers were actually open for that and are using that. The materials are great that come with it, the support yeah. from uh, Steve, uh, from Kavi uh, Franklin, yeah. Franklin is 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 really it's really well so we are on a good way i think um, everybody just crave for something like that well, i've noticed that uh, even on twitter people are tweeting out like using the language like sharpening the saw mm -hmm. and things like exactly. that it's kind of cool yes the language yeah. is fantastic yeah and uh, once we teach the kids the language they can they can utilize this so it's all it's all techniques and it's uh, like math and science and reading and writing yeah. we practice that Step by step, the same for us. We have to practice self-care. Do you sometimes have to, you know, remind teachers that it's an upfront investment, but the payoff in time mm -hmm. saved? That's actually one of the habits. Think with the end in mind. Right. You're setting a goal for yourself. At the end of the day, what what's the outcome of this whole thing? Right. What, what's the point of doing this? Yeah. Well, um, you know, let me give you another example. Like, might you might have a student who's displaying some behavioral issues in class. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the teacher will look at a student who's actually modeling the positive behaviors that they want them to model. And they'll, they'll ignore the, the negative behavior and say, you know, John, I love the way you're handling this. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're doing such a great job. And those kids who are maybe not catching on that quick, they'll see other kids getting that positive reinforcement. Yeah. And those kids will want to start getting more of that. Mm -hmm. So we try to reward as a school when we see kids walking in the hallway, you know, not talking with their hands behind their backs, listening to their teachers. All those are kind of integrated into the whole thing. And we want to reinforce that behavior as much as possible. So any adult could walk by the kids and say, you know what? You guys are doing such a great job. Let me reward your class with the gold coin that you can fill your, your positive charts. And then, you know, because at the end, the kids know that if they fill their charts up, they're getting a popcorn party or they're right. getting something. There's right. a reward at the end. So when we're talking about thinking with the end in mind, the kids know that if they display this positive behavior mm -hmm. and they're taking initiative, they know that some kind of reward, whether it's a better grade on a test, 
or like like I was saying, a popcorn party. Right. Those things will always come to fruition if they're just do, if they're following it. Yeah. So. And and eventually, I mean, they're not even going to do it because they want a reward. They're going right. to do it because they feel it inside that when they're kind to other people. Yeah. I mean, you guys mm -hmm. have been doing kindness all year long. Yeah. That that's payoff enough. Well, right. eventually it becomes a habit, you know, like psychologically, research has shown that you have to repeat things, um, you know, about 30, 40 times before you internalize it. Yeah, you internalize yeah. it, your, your brain automatically goes there. It needs there, to be instinctual. So it right. becomes mm -hmm. a habit. Yeah. Again, it becomes that, you know, a habit of you know, problem solving, habit of, hey, I'm doing the right thing because this is the right thing mm -hmm. to do. I know this is better for me in the right. end of the day. And um, with that, I think we become, you know, they become le more leaders. Yeah. In that moment, they navigate themselves, and I think it contributes to their their emotional well-being because a lot of situations that they will be able to navigate around uh, without having the adults interfere. Let's say playground, they have a little um, you know, disagreement about what kind of game are we playing today? Are we playing soccer? Are we playing? Um, you know, another kind of game, so they can synergize and uh, solve the issue sure. without getting adults. And so right. I think that is the the um, the farther goal, so they can navigate through yeah. their uh, you know their issues academically, emotionally, perhaps even at home, so that it becomes a habit. And when they grow up to be teenagers and adults, they can carry that with them. Yeah, and I love the you know. Kids come in the media center all the time. Can I help? Can I help? I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, yes, of please. course you can. <laughs> yeah. And here's many things that you can do. But I think when when we do that with kids, we validate them. We yes. validate their skills and abilities. Mm -hmm. And I think that has more to do with them feeling good about themselves yes, and than included. anything else. Because yeah. it's authentic. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, it's genuine. It's like, yes, I need your help. Mm -hmm. And you're one of the few people that can do this. Yeah. So and please. they feel being part of it. Absolutely. And I they're, think... they're empowered. It even goes back to the little things like mm -hmm. before the whole leader and me thing. Sometimes you'll have teachers who will give kids responsibilities. Yes. And yes. that's this is really a long term thing now where everybody's getting that yeah. right that extra what we inclusion. Do, yeah. It's what we used to do already in some ways. Now we just have the lingo to attach it to. Like right. like Nicholas said, you know, most of the teachers have jobs for their uh, for their right. students. And uh, now we're taking that to a higher level of saying, Okay, now we're like enforcing this even more where everybody should every single kid should have a job in the classroom on campus because right. that in return they will feel like they're part of it they feel like this is what we created and we are part of this and we have a say in and they no longer feel like it's just mm. they're told what to do right they right. can have an opinion say oh we want to play this game we want the media center to look right. in a certain way right. so i think uh in that sense we get more buy-in and instead of teachers having to create all of those things, they just create the opportunities for the kids to create those things. Exactly. Which is less work for the teacher. Exactly. You know, because then the kids can actually contribute in a mm. meaningful way to class or club yeah. or whatever situation. And then, in. you know, when they go middle school, high school, like high school, it becomes entrepreneurship classes. Absolutely. And, um, the leader in me extends now into middle and high school. So um, they, it becomes more and more. Um, uh, drawn towards that others, uh, other age group as well. But, yeah. you know, once they're there, they will get these opportunities to be part of a community. And I feel if somebody feels they are part of that community, then we're less likely to see, um, you know, the, 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 mental, the mental disconnect that we are experiencing. Totally in, well, why, why do we do this now in elementary school? It's simple is we have to mm -hmm. build that foundation yes. when they learn these habits now as they get older this will become so 
instinctual yeah. for them that by the time they get to high school, they're already on on self drive. You Correct. know, you're not right. having to have parents or teachers say, "Hey, you got to do this in order right. to get you to college." They already know what's sure. expected of them. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think building these mm-hmm. habits now is yeah. is really effective, and I think it's it's proven. That's mm-hmm. that's what's really yeah. important is it this is, is proven in the yeah. business world, and the fact that they're bringing this down to our kids' level. I think as they become more mature, um, you'll start to see the benefits well, long term. Yeah, it's the investment. If a kid has mm-hmm. investment in the program, they're going to perform, you know, yes. but if they don't have investment, then yep. it doesn't apply to them. They don't see mm-hmm. the value in right. it. Yeah. It's the same with adults too. Yeah, it's also know? a career. You know, like often in our age group, in this age group here, they do not really look at, oh, what do I want to be when I grow up? But if, yeah. they, if we teach them, okay, begin with the end in mind. Think about what would you like to do? Where right. is your passion? Where is your strength? Right. They can they can navigate through, find their 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 path easier, and know why do I need to have this mathematics stuff that I absolutely don't like? Right. Just because this is my dream. That's where that's the career I want because these are my strengths, my interests, and I can combine and it I together. And I need this piece from math mm-hmm. class to get there. Exactly, well, and yeah. hopefully with that, we started very early here at fifth grade with the career counseling, but. I feel that's, you know, sometimes in the past we have lost that, where kids didn't have that connect school to adult life. They're like, okay, I'm doing right. something I never need. And they they weren't really looking at themselves and evaluating what their strengths are and where they want to go. They're like, I don't know what I want to do yeah. when I'm well, growing that's, up. Well, that's huge, just finding out what their strengths are. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's a long... Self-discovery. I think it's right. a it's a very important step was, as a young adult. Well, and I was going to say that this helps me just as a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. Yes. Sometimes, you know, we get mm-hmm. so caught up in the work itself and, you know, sometimes we even as professionals have to put ourselves in check and say, you know what, there's a reason why I chose this field. There's right. a reason why I'm here. It's because at the end of the day, we're helping other children mm-hmm. grow. Exactly right. And that's really why I got into this field in the first place. I love kids. I love working with kids. And, um, you know, the, so this really helps you redirect your focus that, that was, I, was, I wanted to follow up with that. that um, because of the program initiative, does that change the other things that you do? Does it lessen the other things you have to do? Does it increase some of the other things you have to do? Like, how does your role as a traditional school counselor change by implementing this program? I didn't feel at all that it changed. We are just focusing it different. So, okay, um, you know, we take what we used to take. We're doing exactly the same things, but we're driving them a little different. We're rounding it a little bit. So it's really not something that, you know, we haven't done before, but now it's more focused. It's, a, you know, it's also a the, the mental shift for the adults. We started mm-hmm. not by training the children. We started by training the right. adults. Not right. only them, but the seven habits. We had the seven habits workshop where it's just about us so like for me i internalize this a lot throughout the summer and i'm working with those seven habits because as we all know leading by example um you know they see us using it right we they see us dealing with situations this way so um for me it has really helped us and i don't think we're doing things differently we just center them different and um it raises an awareness but to kind of touch off what you were saying you know, adults really have to be the tone setters because mm-hmm. yeah. if the kids see that you're not bought into it, right. they're For not sure. going to buy into it. So yes. us as adults have to keep that in mind whenever we come to work. Yes. We yes. have to realize that, okay, I have to practice what I'm preaching. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, if if a kid sees a teacher's frustrated and doesn't want to do certain things, 
the kid's not going to work for you. Sure. So it's really important that us as professionals are always leading by example, and right. the kids will want to follow in our footsteps. And there are some that. that think the kids don't pick up on that. They pick right. up on they pick everything. On a, yes. they, Any little emotion, pick up on everything. right? Every little emotion that you yes. display as an adult, oh, the kids see yeah. that. They got it. And if I, they see that you're frustrated, they're going to get frustrated, sure. or they're not right. going to want to work as hard for right. you. Exactly. And you, if you're problem solving, they'll learn. Yeah. Oh, I problem solve too. That's why it is. I, yeah. I, I feel it's not just uh, you know. We say like the kids see that we're frustrated, mm-hmm. and I. I feel it's okay because yeah. the frustration and feelings are part mm-hmm. of of us human beings. Of but course. then they see us working through there. How do you deal like with when that? I'm frustrated right. with a student, I talk to the students and they they may get to see my emotion, but then they see me yes. dealing with it in a very good way. So they are like, okay, so you know, you have feelings too. You are sad sometimes too. You're human. You are tired sometimes too. You're human. Yes. Right. And this is how we work through that. Okay, so you know, we at times uh, students may think that adults don't, you know, we we don't know the struggle that we have never been in school that we right. don't understand. <laughs> but you know, so when we teach feelings, and as counselors, we teach feelings. Yeah. That's um, what we do. We we teach about hey, you know, it's not that we don't have these feelings. I feel exactly like you yeah. feel too, but we practice a very right. long time. How to make the best of it and how to turn yes. that turn it around and set the the way correctly. Now for us adults, we can lose our ways too. I feel sure. so, and that's why when Nicholas mentioned, you know, like as teachers, we have to lead by example. Right. It's not that we have to be perfect. We can no. be overwhelmed, but then those students see what we do with this, mm-hmm. and you know, and and that's the teachable moment. And we tell kids we make mistakes. I tell kids I make mistakes all the Absolutely. time. Absolutely, you know? and that's and important to make mistakes. Yeah. And Very well, taking ownership. Yes. Yeah. That's, yes. That's exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, it's not I succeed or I fail. It's I succeed or I learn. Yeah. I use uh, the um, uh, Edison, uh, uh, the little Edison yeah. example that you know uh, Thomas Alpha Edison said, "I haven't failed to um, to create a light bulb a thousand times. I have found 999 ways of how not, not to, to make, make it, <laughs> but that one time, that right. one way one gave wonder. us lights." And yes. you know, so that I use that. I used that when I was teaching high school, and I'm using this. Uh, is still to like, hey, you know, don't give up. You need to make mistakes. It is sure. very important to make mistakes. That's how we learn. Because then you say, okay, this doesn't work. Right. What can we That's try exactly differently? Right. Yeah. You know, and the only important thing is that we don't get stuck making the mistakes over and over right. again. We have to learn from them. So, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a great way of uh, showing the kids, hey, you know, everybody goes through these struggles. Mm-hmm. So they can relate to us. Awesome. You know. Yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to uh, mention about program counseling in general or anything like that before we wrap up? I think right now, uh, you know, our main focus is just implementing these habits every day, modeling these behaviors. And, you know, I think once you get the whole school to buy in and it's been, you know, it's been run for a couple of years, I think you'll really start to see the benefits of this. So um, we're doing it in everything we do, whether it's one-on-one counseling or whether it's classroom guidance lessons, um, small groups, or even when we go to the cafeteria, how do we lead by example? And we're at the beginning of year one. What is the expectation? Like at the end of year three, at the end of year four, we should be... The end of year one, you have kind of a general idea of how it's supposed to go. Again, we're still... We'll start learning these things ourselves, yeah, but I yeah. think as the years go by and we practice it more, like Tanya had mentioned earlier, I think that once our school culture gets into the habits of practicing this long enough, mm-hmm. yeah. it'll be second nature to everybody involved. Yeah. Okay. And, um, as a research... Yeah 
based on what I've sure. been seeing uh, and talking to lighthouse schools and people around uh, the country, really, they said it takes between three and five years three but, and five. Okay. Um, to become a lighthouse school. Got it. Becoming a lighthouse school means that uh, the program is implemented, it's functional, the, the, the students are leading the school, and um, uh, then it's time to teach other schools or help uh, those mm -hmm. who are starting the program new. So I, I would expect, until it runs smoothly here, I expect it to be, I would say, in our third year. This year is just teaching process. the teachers, uh, getting right. the, you know, it's a, it's called a paradigm shift. Yep. So that we have create our paradigm shift. Next year is probably getting more into the nitty gritty and yep. really implementing the lessons on a regular basis. Cool. And um, and then the, the third year is, is really straightening out the kings. So I would say three years from now, we um, should be in good we, shape. Yes, we should be in good shape. Really? Yeah. Good. We're on an amazing journey. And uh, that's all for now. And we appreciate you listening and hope that you'll tune in again next time. Connect with us on Twitter. We're always up for collaboration and our Twitter handles will be in the blurb. Thanks again for tuning in and we will talk to you again later. Bye-bye.